If you've wanted to make change in your church, but you fear the resistance of people, don't worry, my friend. You can make the change, but you just need to know how to do it right. There are strategic, simple things you can do to make changes that will help your church move forward. And in today's episode, we're going to continue our discussion of the nine steps to help people buy into change. Stay tuned. Welcome to Church Tips, the daily show designed to give you practical ideas and strategies you can use to get better, break barriers, and grow the church. Thanks for joining us today. Now here are your hosts, Dick and Jonathan Hardy. I remember the day like it was yesterday. We're driving back from the Outer Banks in North Carolina back to the church, and the pastor was driving. I'm over in the passenger seat, the administrator's in the back seat, and the pastor says to me, so Dick, you don't really think this is a great idea, do you? And the great idea he was talking about was their their property had two buildings on it, and they were going to spend, I don't know, million, two million, three million dollars to connect the buildings with another building in the middle, and uh, that was going to solve all their growth issues. Now, let me tell you about this church. This church is a church of a, a thousand people on a two-lane highway in a neighborhood that no one would ever drive by with a ground-level sign that's that's uh, what is that called? Um, parallel to the road, not perpendicular to it. Behind a bunch of trees, no one would ever find this church. And they're going to spend a couple, two or three million improving that property. And my answer, when he says, you don't think this is a very good idea, do you? I said, no, it's not a good idea. Hmm. That church, that moment, bought in to the fact that they were going to have to change and make a major move hmm. to another area of the city. And that, in fact, is what they did. And they yucked it up when they saw me later at the very pastor's event saying, yeah, Dick, you're the whole reason we did this and all the headache we went through. But it was the best thing they've ever done, and they're rocking and rolling today. What, why, why did I tell you that story? Because the leadership had to buy in. Then they had to help the people in the church buy in. If you don't buy in, the change you try to make is not going to happen. So let's get started here today. We, we yes, The uh, previous episode, we talked about four things that you could do to help people buy in. That church had to get big buy-in. And so there were five more things that they had to do to get buy-in. So Jonathan, get us started with that. Yep. And so the next step, this would technically be the fifth step to help get the buy-in you need to make the changes you need at your church, is to tie the change to personal life change. It's always important to go back to the why. You know, Simon Sinek was the... Um, you know, the one probably most popular for, you know, bringing awareness to this whole concept of why. Why do we do what we do? Why do I want to make the change that I want to make this, that I want to make and tie it to a reason? Because if you just want to make a change without a, a real solid reason, then people aren't going to buy into it and they're not going to want to make the change. In fact, they're going to resist the change. Right, exactly. But if you can, if you can tie it to personal life change and show how this change is going to directly relate to accomplishing our mission as a church, ultimately in reaching more people, but maybe there would be other submissions, you could say, uh, that, that need to happen uh, or that could happen as a result. So whatever that might be in your context, you have to figure out, well, what is the, what is the change going to do? How is this going to result in personal life change? And it could be helping get more people connected into the body of Christ. It could be a variety of things, but if you can't tie it to personal life change, then you're 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 heading up uh, an uphill. It's yeah. an uphill battle for you. It so, really is. Really yeah. is. Then you t- coming right off that, you want to leverage the voice of influencers. Uh, for, mm-hmm. If you go way back in the day, in uh, John Maxwell's first church, he talked about the fact that there was a guy uh, on the board. I think he was on the board by the name of Claude, and he had to get Claude on board with him. And once Claude was with him, 
Claude's not a staff member, but Claude was a voice. Claude was an influencer. I remember our first church uh, that I was uh, a part of, and uh, if Dale said it or Dale said it, it would happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the same thing was true with that church in North Carolina. There were about two people that the pastor had to get on board, had to get them to buy in, and he was able to leverage the voice of those influencers. That's critical. Number six. Number seven, Jonathan. Yeah, the the seventh thing you want to do when you communicate to the people, whether it's small groups of people, whatever whatever form of communication you're having, whatever groups of people you're communicating to, you have to smile. You have to make sure that they see that you're excited about this proposed change that you're wanting exactly. to make. So in episode five, we talked about the cascading communication. So if you didn't listen to that episode, make sure to go and check that episode out. But the point is, you have to you have to communicate it the right way. And one of the keys in communicating is smiling. Because if you don't show enthusiasm, if you don't show excitement for what you're wanting to do, then people, it's just just think about it logically. People are going to be like, well, if you're not very excited about it, why are we doing it? Like, yeah. people want to get behind something that's exciting, yeah. that's fun, that's energizing. And that starts simply with your facial expressions as you communicate of smiling. Exactly. Yeah. You know, uh, Jonathan and I, uh, just moments ago, uh, we're part of an organization, and, and the organization's leader sent us a, a video, and the and the thumbnail clip of the video had him sc- about about a big change that he was going to make, and they had a picture of him scowling. Yeah. Well, now I'm sure like the video, the little, the little thumbnail, the little thumbnail, yeah. and and I, I get that it was the thumbnail. You just, but the fact is, you got to smile. I yeah. just want to reinforce what your face does when you're communicating something That's like right. that. Uh, and right along with that, you want to relax. Now you may feel tense, <laughs> you may feel the pressure of this change, uh, but don't be tense. I mean, ease mm-hmm. up. Guess what? The sun's going to come up tomorrow, and you're going to be fine. Don't take yourself so seriously. Uh, yes, I know it's important. Yes, I know that the change you're making uh, has critical ramifications for the church moving forward, but relax. People will respond better to people who smile and to people who are relaxed versus tensing up. You tense up, the people you're talking to are going to tense up. So relax. Yep. And the last one is to make the change. Uh, I've seen it happen where pastors, they do these steps, they try to get everybody Mm -hmm. in the, the, they think they're going the right way and then, and they get to the end and they don't do it. I know. They don't pull the trigger. Now we've talked about, take your time, do this in an orderly way, you know, all these things. But once you've done it, you've processed it all the way through, you've done all nine of these steps, Mm -hmm. then you have to act. You've got to take the steps to act and move all the way through. And if you don't take the action, you actually did more damage, damage. than if you would have just brought it up in the first place. Exactly. Because you get people's hopes up, you start casting this vision. And I've seen that happen too. And, and I remember uh, a church who their, their staff person came and spoke with me one time expressing their frustration and just needing counsel because they were just frustrated that this pastor was wanting to make these changes, had all this vision, but never implemented. And if you don't implement, then you're shooting yourself in the foot with your people, with the rapport of the people. And so you have to make the change. You You just have to do it. You do. Let's do a little recap here of uh, the last episode of this one. We've gone through nine things that nine steps to help people uh, get gain buy-in. Number one, pray in advance. Two, identify gain, uh, identify change as gain and not loss. Take your time, cascade your communication, tie change to personal life change, uh, leverage the voice of influencers, 
smile, relax, and then make the change. That's right. What do you think? Anything yep. else, Jonathan? That's it. I just want to encourage you. Uh, this all is really a, a leadership art. It is. You know, this isn't something you take lightly. This is something you need to, to, to do um, carefully. And you need to be wise in the way you lead through this. And if you're if you can't lead through it properly, then you can you know mess things up. And so that's why we write, that's why we break this down for you. These nine particular steps. If you follow these steps right, you're going to set yourself up for success. You really will. Uh, and that's why I think it's important for you. If you haven't yet, I'd encourage you to take the five day leadership challenge. This is one of the ways where you can just invest in yourself as a leader and improve your leadership skills, so that when you come to have times for making changes and these types of things, you're able to lead stronger and better. And it will help you. So I would encourage you, take the five-day leadership challenge. You just go to leaders.church slash challenge. Again, that's leaders.church slash challenge. It's five days, 15 minutes a day. It's free. It's a way for you to invest personally in some strategic leadership-related concepts that are going to take your leadership from where it, is, where it is now, no matter where it is now, to the next level up or the next couple of levels up. So be sure to do that. And then also don't forget to subscribe here on YouTube or on any podcast platform that you're listening to. Hit that subscribe button. We want to make sure to get the notification of upcoming Church Tips episodes to you. And uh, thank you so much for being with us today. We'll look forward to seeing you next time. Until then, be blessed. Hey, Jonathan here, real quick before you go. Did you know 71% of pastors report being extremely stressed or highly stressed? 90% of pastors feel worn out working between 55 to 75 hours per week. And then get this, 70% of pastors say they have a lower self-esteem now than when they started ministry. Can you relate to any of that? In reality, everything in your ministry rises and falls on your leadership. So investing in your leadership is essential to staying healthy and growing the ministry. And that's why I want to invite you to join us inside the Leaders.Church membership. It's your opportunity to invest in your leadership. This online streaming service for pastors gives you access to more than 300 videos plus training material to level up your leadership and improve your ministry skills. If you're ready to give your leadership growth a boost, simply go to leaders.church slash boost. Again, that's leaders.church slash boost. Well, thanks again for joining us today on the Church Tips Podcast. We'll look forward to seeing you next time.